Boston Celtics split the weekend, which is a little bit disappointing. And Emeo Doka makes a couple of questionable decisions. I'll talk about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics is free, available everywhere podcasts exist, and it's on YouTube. I hope you're watching the show on YouTube. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I was one of the voters, the media voters, on the Celtics 75th anniversary team. Boston Celtics, since we last spoke, Lost a game to the Indiana Pacers on Sunday. Uh, They beat the Detroit Pistons on Saturday. I'll talk about that in the second segment. A couple of questionable Emi Odoka decisions, and I'll talk about it all right now. So let's let's start with this. The Celtics lost to the Pacers, uh, and it was a bit disappointing. 128-107 was the final score. Celtics came out of this, I think, in kind of classic fashion. Back-to-back road. They started settling for jumpers early. Uh, the jumpers weren't falling. They were playing uh, back on shooters. They weren't They weren't following Emi Odoka's game plan, and they let the Indiana Pacers get hot. They let the Indiana Pacers get comfortable. And I think ultimately... This was a case of taking opponent opponent a little too lightly, uh, maybe a little too tired, maybe a little kind of like not fully like there mentally. You're you're not sticking to the game plan, the Emi Odoka game plan, and you're you know you th- this this happens right. By the way, today's episode is brought to you Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So. I would be very happy to just say, you know what? Let's pretend this game never happened. It's this is a a good team against a bad team. Uh, Pacers are better. Like they're 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 trying to figure themselves out. They're they're playing free and fast, and you know they've got very clearly Tyrese Halliburton is is making a, a very positive impact there. They have they have a, a number of guys who I, I think have shown like all right, this this could be the the part of. Uh, a strong rebuild for them. Uh, OJ Brissett with a little, little too, little too comfortable there. They let him go off for six of nine shooting from three. He had 27 points, uh, about three shy of his career high. Like I said, Halliburton, once Halliburton got going, there was no stopping him. He hit that crazy logo shot. Celtics were just not sharp. And I think once the ball started rolling, down where the the Pacers could just feel like they get whatever they want and get where they want on the floor, that confidence, especially in the young team, it overflowed. And 
when the Celtics got down, got it down to seven, the, the game was at 19 as the biggest lead, the, the Pacers' biggest lead. They got it down to seven, and then all of a sudden, Buddy Heald hit, Buddy Heald hits this crazy three-pointer with two guys draped all over him. You're like, how the hell does he get that shot off? Well, first of all, a shooter of his caliber has the potential to make any sh- any shot that he takes because he's just that good, right? That good at that particular thing. And then you got that confidence. I mean, sometimes, look, no matter how good or bad you are, when you when you've got that feeling, when that comes, when the ball is coming off your hand and you it feels good, you get that confidence. It doesn't matter who, where, what. Guard me with ten people. I'm putting that shot up. It's going to go in. I feel like it's going to go in. And so much of what you do on a basketball court has to do with feeling good. Like I, I can just tell you from my own little personal experience that the moments where you're thinking and you're confused and you're not fully focused like the Celtics were, that's when you make mistakes. That's when you're like, oh, right, we're switching now. Or we're switching one through four. We're not switching one through five. Or we are switching one through five. I thought we weren't. Um, things like that. That's when you make the mistakes. And the Celtics very clearly weren't focused. When you're free and having fun and there's like a, there's this feeling in your chest that you're just like, man, everything. I know everything I'm putting up. That, that sucker, that has a chance to go in. It just feels good. You have a little oomph. You have a little swag. You got that feeling. That's, I, I could see that in the, in the Pacers. And, and that's what, what makes some of those shots fall. Tyrese Halliburton's shots were like, so a couple of those layups, those like wild sweeping hook layup things. The Celtics let those guys have that confidence. And then by settling for so many jumpers, let's look at the Celtics shooting numbers for a second. This is this is a classic Celtics settling. Jason Tatum, two of 12 from three-pointer, from three. You don't take 12 three-pointers when you're just hitting two. And I know you feel like that next one's going to go in. You have that confidence, but 22 shots for Tatum. 12 were three-pointers, 10 were twos. Now, he did get to the line eight times, so that mix isn't necessarily indicative of some of the attacking that he did. But he wasn't attacking the whole time. He wasn't doing it the whole time. He just felt like it felt like he was settling, and it, it was just a, a, a classic Tatum, you know, maybe just not feeling. Maybe he played too much against Detroit and didn't play – you know, he, he, he couldn't get his legs under him and didn't feel like driving all the time and didn't feel like putting in that, that extra level, that extra gear. Okay, fine. Like that, that's going to happen from time to time. But fact is that when you settle like that, that that's going to be, that's going to be a problem. Marcus smart, who, when he hit his first, he missed his first three pointer, hit his second one. So it was one of two from three. And I was like, man, Marcus is, I feel like he's been hitting a lot of shots lately. And at that point, I looked up his numbers, and that three-pointer, that one three-pointer that he hit in this game, at that particular point, put him at 40%, over 40% from three in 2022. So from January 1st, so much of what we look at from the Celtics is from January 1st. 
From January 1st, Marcus Smart shooting 40% from three, or was before he missed the next five that he took, so he's below that now. He's still shooting a pretty pretty big number, pretty high number, and a, a good three-point percentage. But he had that at one point up to, like, whoa, Marcus Smart is shooting 40%. If they had won, if he had hit a couple of these shots, just a couple more, right, two of seven from three, that that would have been three of seven from three would have been great. But and it's, you know, it's a make miss league and all of that stuff. He there were a couple of them, maybe a couple of them were a little too quick. They weren't all bad. But a little just a little bit of settling there, a little bit of settling, uh, you know, Derek White, Derek White has a quick trigger from three um, and he needs to he needs to dial that in. The only guy that really could shoot well in this game, there's two guys, really. Jalen Brown shot well. Jalen Brown had 28 po- 23 points, eight assists, four rebounds. Uh, but he was he was bad defensively. J- every it felt like it felt like every time Jalen scored, he was giving up points on the other end. He he wasn't fully locked in defensively. Um Peyton Pritchard, four of eight, five of nine. Uh, from the field, 14 points, six rebounds, a couple of assists. Like that's a pretty, pretty nice game from Peyton Pritchard there. But overall, the story of this game is simply the Celtics came in. They, they weren't fully focused. They, they weren't fully crisp. Their defense uh, was, was lacking. They, they were switching and the bigs were laying way too low below the three point line. And some guys got good looks and got comfortable they weren't up on some of the shooters. They weren't playing the guys. It wasn't like that know your personnel. They weren't playing those guys the way they should have been. And on the other end, the Celtics were hoping that a bunch of jumpers would fall. And if they had, it would have been a different game. The Celtics shot uh, 27.9% from three, 42.9% from the field. Meanwhile, the Pacers shot 52.2 and 51.5. So, so the Pacers hit half their shots. The Celtics hit 40% of their shots and 30% of their threes. And, and that, that right there is the difference in the game. How you get to that point is, is where the Celtics kind of like the Celtics I call it a back-to-back. We, we, and I'll get more into this later because Al Horford didn't play in this game and Peyton Pritchard only played 17 and a half minutes. Questionable Ime Odoka decisions there, um, which Leads me into a questionable Ime Odoka decision to play Al Horford 37 minutes in the Detroit game. And that led into this. I'll talk about that in just a minute. First, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar you're going to find. I, I stand behind that. It's covered in chocolate. It's got a bunch of great flavors. Whether you like, I like the peanut butter ones, peanut butter and chocolate you can't miss. And these flavors are great. But if you like fruity stuff or coconut or anything like that, great. If you want something else, like they have these built puffs, which are like protein infused marshmallows. Who who makes a protein infused marshmallow? Built does. So go to built.com, check it out. What you're going to find is most built bars are going to get somewhere around 130 calories, four grams of sugar or so, four net carbs or so, about 17 grams of protein. That's generally what you're going to get with a built bar. But Go check it out. When you go to built.com, scroll over the different flavors and you're going to find out what the fla- what the, what the nutritional information is because they're not hiding anything. They want you to know how good a built bar 
is. So go check it out. And the best part is the promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off every single time. So go get like a mixed box of Built Bars. One mixed box. Use the promo code for 15% off. Mix a couple of each different thing that you want to try. And then figure out what you like. When you do kind of pick like one or two or three, go back, stock up, buy a couple of boxes of each one. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% again. It's good for 15% off every single time at Built.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Lockdown now your second listen? It's a great post-game recap of the night in the NBA. Basically, if you've seen me tweet out my quick thoughts, two minutes or so, every, every one of the hosts is doing this, two minutes from each of us. So you get the Celtics Pacers recap from Tony East did his clip. I do mine and you get kind of one of each. You get both sides of the story. So Locked On Now, it's a great recap of the night in the NBA. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. It's on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right, Celtics in Detroit beat the Pistons 113-104. Kind of the same feel in a lot of ways. Detroit is a very physical team. Right, the Celtics against the Pacers. That was a fast-paced, free-flowing. Got it. It's almost like you know, uh, in a football game, you're playing a, a a fast, like a finesse, throw the ball, you know, down the field team. After playing a you know, grind it out, you know, what is it, three yards in a cloud of dust, whatever that saying is. That's the Pistons. The Pistons are a tough, physical team that is starting to find find their way. They just beat the Charlotte Hornets. So they're they're actually not as bad as they used to be. There's there's some semblance of life with the Detroit Pistons. So it's it's a game they should they should have won and they did win, but that was that was a tough one. One thing with with that game is they switched a lot. They're they're big and tough and physical and they can switch. And the Celtics got caught up in a lot of matchup hunting and they're trying to hunt out like the different, the different matchups. Jalen went, you know, for a turn, uh, Jason goes for a turn, different guys go for their turn at a matchup that they think they can, they can exploit. The problem is that lulls the Celtics into isolation and the ball movement tends to slow down and the, the, the game for a while was just, gross and slow and I could barely watch it. And if it wasn't my job to watch it, I would have turned it off and watched anything else and then come back and watch the highlights later. Like, Oh great. They won. Like that's the type of game. That's not, it was not enjoyable to watch until the last few minutes where the Celtics took off. Thank you, Peyton Pritchard for coming in, hitting some shots and, and giving the Celtics a boost of energy in that one. The Celtics uh, got 27 points in that game from Jalen Brown, 26 from Jason Tatum. I thought it was, ooh, sorry, I hit my mic there. <laughs> it was uh, a generally bad game that the Celtics ended up winning and turning it on in, in time to put, put away a pesky team, which is fine. Like It's, it's never going to be perfect. Right, you're not going to go out there. We all want, we all want what we saw in that nine-game winning streak. Celtics open up the game, come out, just blow the doors off of a team. Uh, 
get out to a 20-point lead in the first quarter, that's really not all that indicative of how it's going to go. No team really marches through uh, a season like that. And the teams that do are like historically great championship teams. And the Celtics, for all of their success recently, are not a championship team necessarily. I mean, I'm not ruling it out this season because there's no ruling anything out this season. Anything can happen. It's still very bunched up. But I think I think we all know where the Celtics stand, and and the hope is they can make a run, but it's not going to be like it, so, some things are going to have to go wrong for other teams. Anyway, I digress. Um, the Celtics need to be better against zones. Indiana zone was a problem. Very easy for the Celtics to get sucked into. I, I will just shoot over the top of this zone. Uh, they need to be better against the switching, like the, the extreme switching defense. If I'm another team, a playoff opponent, if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers and I'm saying, Hey, the Celtics might have something here. I'm telling my video guys, Hey, let's, let's clip this Detroit game. Let's, let's look at this Detroit Celtics game, put that aside. And let's, let's look at how the Celtics fared against the switching defense. I'd have somebody kind of have that that melt all put together already because the, the Celtics, as I've said before, and this weekend reminded us very starkly, two things that the Celtics need, full health, and you got to play the style that, has, that got you here. You, you can't deviate from that and be successful. You have to be fully healthy. and because Ime plays such short rotations and you got to move the ball and you got to play defense and you got to run off of your misses and you got to drive and kick for your threes and get the good ball movement and take your threes off of the good ball movement. Uh, And side note against the Pacers, they did do that some in the Celtics. There is certainly a a big uh, factor of make miss league in that loss to the, the, the Pacers. There's certainly some of that. There's plenty of, of examples of good ball movement that just resulted in a miss, which is fine. You, you know, that's not how it's going to go. But the Pistons and the Pacers game showed you got to move the ball. You've got to play defense and you got to run and, and, and play off those misses. The Indiana game, the offense was slow. A lot of Jason Tatum getting the ball, the pendulum, balls like swinging down below, and the defense is getting set. Um, the Pistons game, the the switching, the mismatch hunting just slows everything down. And if you can if you can bait the Celtics into that kind of game, you have a good chance of winning. Now, the Celtics beat the Pistons. That's great. Like, you're supposed to find a way to win those games because sometimes games are just going to be like that. The Celtics should have found a way to play the Pacers and that was, or beat the Pacers. And that's a missed opportunity here. They, they have a small margin for error. You can't be blowing games like that. So, if anything, come, this weekend teaches us is no matter who you're playing against, the Celtics have to find a way to stay disciplined and push the ball off of misses 
focus on your defense, be together defensively and not like, just don't make silly mistakes. I can't believe how many up fakes the Celtics bid on against the Pacers. Just ran Jalen Brown used to have a problem with up fakes and he's kind of, he's gotten a lot better with that, but there were a couple early. It's like, what are you doing, man? Just the, whatever shot, whatever mid range shot that person was going to take. It's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to bite on that. Jason Tatum, like a bunch of guys got caught by that. And that's, that's a sign of no focus when you're biting for up fakes uh, against guys that you shouldn't be biting on or in shots where like, if that's the jumper you want to take fine, fine, but biting on up fakes and and then letting people drive behind, you've got to be focused on defense. Celtics have to be focused on defense. Al Horford played 37 minutes in this game against Detroit, partly because he had to, right? Like they needed to pull this game out. And there's clearly an emphasis. Like the Celtics need to win these games. You can't, you, you can't afford to be uh pissing away games like this, which is why the 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 loss to the Pacers is is is, is tough. It's magnified. I wrote that on Boston Sports Journal. It's a this. It magnified the loss because they they kind of pissed away their margin for error earlier in the season. You don't have that that margin for error now. So the Celtics have to stay focused on doing the things that got them there. The Horford thing, the 37 minutes, it's part of a couple of questionable decisions that Emi Odoka made. I'll talk about that uh, in a minute when we come back. First, let's talk about Bet Online. We're all focused on basketball. We're heading into conference tournaments into in the NCAA. Uh, go PC Friars. I was at their last home game. That's a lot of fun. PC Friars are a fun, fun squad. Uh, NBA in the last last month and a half of the season. So go to Bet Online. BetOnline.net has the latest odds, totals, players performance, uh, player performance props, uh, plus scores, podcasts, news, all of that stuff. It's all at BetOnline.net. It's not just basketball either, hockey, boxing, UFC, anything you want, really. International sports that are on there. So head on over to the website, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. You know, the Celtics came out of this month. We're, this is March 1st. This is the March 1st episode. Damn. Where, where's the time go? Nine and two, they played 11 games in February. Nine and two, uh, average margin of victory, 19.9 points. One win by 40 plus, three wins by 30 plus, five wins by double digits, five games without trailing wire to wire wins. That's a great month, right? Celtics came away in February doing exactly what they needed to do. And the two losses, they, they could have been 11 and 0 in February realistically as we pull back that's something that like you don't expect a team to go 11 and 0 it's just not going to be you know few teams sweep a month so let's just take this like in stride celtics played great they're the 6 seed they're 5 games out of first right now uh they have some real important games coming up the emphasis on these wins 
they're, they're, the Celtics are very clearly, they, they know, right? They know that this isn't the Brad Stevens we're, we're, we're building towards something and we're trying to, you know, we got to stick to a formula here minutes wise. This is, we got to try to win these games. I don't know if he may playing Horford 37 minutes and then sitting him against the Pacers was the best idea. Now it seems like a good idea. And this is total to be fair. Monday morning quarterbacking. It didn't work. And so uh, I'm going to pick on it versus if it had worked, I wouldn't mention it. I'm acknowledging that part up front. The Celtics shouldn't need Al Horford to beat the Pistons or to beat the, or actually both. They shouldn't need 37 minutes of Al Horford to beat the Pistons and they shouldn't need him at all to beat the Pacers. They could have done better against the Pacers. They should have done better against the Pacers. And so I admit a little nitpicky here with Ime, but maybe don't play Al Horford 37 minutes just in general, not now. Um, and maybe, you know, playoff time, I don't know if he's going to be able to handle that in the playoffs either. Um, I, 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 he's so important. He's so important to what the Celtics do. Everybody in the starting lineup and like everybody one through seven and eight, whoever that eighth guy is on any given night, that's, that's your team. Your starting five is so their plus minus is what? 137 is just ridiculous plus minus for these guys. And you want to preserve that. Um, I just question the, the Al Horford 37 minutes. Couldn't you've gotten away with 32 32 minutes against the Pistons somehow, like five minutes of Daniel Tice. Was that going to be the difference between winning and losing? And I know that's not how it works. It's not. But like one stint of Daniel Tice for five or six minutes, I think you can get away with that. I think you can get away with playing. Like, first of all, I think Tice is good. And like he's not great. He's not going to like be an all-star or anything like that. But He's still he's still good. He's he's a decent player. One stint of thirty of, of five minutes for him is you you can't do that. You, ten minutes you can't like five minutes here and five minutes in the second half like you can't do ten minutes of of Daniel Tice to use some of those to eat Al Horford minutes and in, in whatever like I, I feel like that could have been possible and then. Sitting Al Horford on the back-to-back, it's not, it's, I, I, I can't, I can't in good faith, like go all in on like, oh, you can't do that. Like sometimes you're going to sit Al Horford on a, on a back-to-back. I just wish, I just wish it was, I don't know. I just, I, basically, I just wish he was available for this game for in like 20 minutes, start him, play seven minutes or eight minutes and then sit and then get warmed up start them in the third quarter, play, and then play like six minutes and then finish the game or something like that. Like, or if that was enough to, to kind of get things in under control, then yeah, do that. Um, the other thing is the Peyton Pritchard minutes in the Pacers game here. Why only 17 and a half minutes to answer my own question I'm sure Ime would say, and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to ask him this, 
But I'm sure Ime would say something like, we needed bigger, longer defenders against the Pacers. But you, in which is totally fair, totally fair to say we wanted longer defenders out there against the Pacers because they're bigger, longer, faster, stronger, and they could pick on Pritchard and you don't want to put them out there. You got to balance the offense that he brings versus what he takes off defensively and him being targeted and giving up points. Totally get that. Okay, fine. Then where was Aaron Neesmith? The Celtics very clearly in this game needed an energy boost. And I think I think one of the next steps for Ime Odoka is being willing to stray from that lineup. He's very clearly, he's like, I found something that works. I'm sticking with what works. It's a basically a playoff rotation now. We're going to roll with these guys. But every once in a while in a game like this one against Indiana, when it's obvious this team is lacking something, why not unleash a maniac like Aaron Neesmith? Like take that opportunity to just, you know, release the Kraken, send Neesmith out there for a few minutes. There's the Celtics are already shooting poorly anyway. So maybe he catches fire. Maybe he doesn't, but at least this maniacal energy that he has, maybe that, that kicks somebody into high gear. Maybe somebody has to keep up. You, Pritchard was out there making plays, giving some energy. Let's get Neesmith out there. Don't be afraid to throw this guy out there. Even if he's struggling in other ways, even if he's foul, pro- like who cares if he fouls a couple of times? I know you don't want to put them in the penalty and all of that stuff, but frankly, I'd rather, I'd rather slow the game down and just make it a free throw contest. At that point, the, the Pacers were just flying up and down the floor. I'd rather just slow the game down that way and say, all right, fine, make your free throws, but we're going to take you out of your rhythm. We're going we're gonna to take the flow away from this game. And since the Celtics are playing like crap and disjointed, let's just make the whole game crappy and disjointed. Come down to our level, right? And if, if Neesmith fouls, he fouls. If Neesmith, or if Neesmith brings the energy and they start picking up the energy, then the Celtics get back to playing like they were. And great. Then they pick things up. Every once in a while, this, this is what, what uh, Pritchard did in the Detroit game. It was a B12 shot. Basically, it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> this guy's in the game. We feel great. Let's, uh, let's, let's play some basketball here. In the end, I'm not too concerned. Like I'm not, I'm not concerned about the Pacers game. You know, I'm I'm very very willing to be like, eh, whatever. It happens. That's very much a, a an it happens kind of game. It's, I'm not going too crazy about it. The problem is the, the Celtics have had so many of those games that they pissed away earlier on. That's like, geez, it really hurts to lose this game. And and like I said earlier, it, it does magnify the loss because. You got some tough games. Yeah, Atlanta, Memphis coming up. Those those are going to be tough. Like Atlanta is always tough. Memphis is going to be really tough. Like the Celtics really have to. You know, there's a potential there for a couple of losses, and and you don't want the Celtics to fall back into that play-in. So there do, there, there is a little bit more of a. Geez, I wish I wish they could have won this game. It just would have made things so much easier. 
I think that I think Ime every once in a while just needs to consider going outside the box. Um, I don't think he's comfortable doing that yet. He's a rookie head coach. Every once in a while, you got to, you know, go outside the box and, and, and maybe, maybe you just say, Hey, the numbers don't say to do this, but this, this game needs a little feel, a little something that like this guy, this thing, something to, to shake things up. I think this was a great opportunity to play Pritchard a little bit more and throw some Aaron Neesmith in there and, and see, and see what, what energy he could have brought. Look, you sit him down after after three four minutes. If it sucks, the, ultimately, I mean, we say this in retrospect with the benefit of that that hindsight. Ultimately, it wouldn't have mattered if if he sucked and it brought the team down. Like it, they were lost anyway. But you gotta you gotta be willing to throw some energy in there. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up. We'll be back tomorrow to to shed more. We'll look. I'll watch this game again and kind of get more into the nitty gritty, and then. This is a tough week, man. Atlanta, uh, Memphis, the, those games are going to be hard. We'll see if the Celtics can come out of this week. If they can come out of this week with uh, a couple of wins at home, if they can win both of these games, it's going to be huge, huge, huge. I'll be here for you every day, Monday through Friday, because that's what I do. That's what the Locked On Celtics podcast is about. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening, great. Listening at work, in the car, at home, in the shower, whatever. Thank you. If you want to watch the show, watch the show on YouTube. You know, here I got my, you know, I keep buying new t-shirts for the shows to try and like have some fun with it. <laughs> watch the show on YouTube. Share the podcast. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.